All right, here we go. In the House 2.0 podcast number 122, Scouse. We missed this last week. We had a conversation, and it was incorrect. It was 121 after further review. Well, you know, um, I was just putting you to the test to see if you actually knew what you were talking about, so I just kind of played along. I called Mark Clattenburg. He pulled up VAR, and we were wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, normally it's him that's wrong. So for 122, we've got uh, some illustrious guests here. Uh, to my far left, uh, a goal scorer from this le- last week, Alexi Swahi, joins us. Alexi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having hey, me. Hey, Alexi, guys. appreciate you coming. <laughs> Thank you. And across me, uh, second time on In the House 2.0, first time in person, Jeff Greer, host of Soccer City Radio, all these cool little interviews you're doing, ESPN writing for about 16 different blogs. When do you sleep, Jeff? Uh, on the weekends, after games. For 12 hours. And then I recoup, and then I'm fine the rest of the week. But thank you for yeah. having me. I appreciate because, it. Because I called them up yesterday, and I said, hey, can you talk for a minute? And, and I said, um, you want to do the in-house podcast tomorrow night? And I said, we got uh, Alexi coming on. And he goes, yeah, I'll be there. I thought he yeah. was – I thought I, had, there, I thought there was a problem. I was like, what, what, you just sent me this ominous message. Can you talk today? It's ominous because we got Alexi here. Well, he's a very yeah. intimidating center back. <laughs> yeah, he in is. In my earlier days, I was very afraid of center backs. I'm a great uh, talk, Al. Don't worry. We're going to have <laughs> yeah. fun tonight. <laughs> so, Alexi, I'm going to get into a few things here in a bit, but we also got one extra guest on here that Scouts yep. just recruited, so I'm going to let him say his name. Um, yeah, hello, I'm Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. <laughs> hey, Dan. Uh, yeah. And Dan is going to give us the rundown tonight on what happened here today at Molly's um, because I had to, to work and I followed the game from work, so... Daniel is going to fill us in and all the shenanigans that went on here at Molly's. England won. Which is good. It's good. We are going. We're going to the final. And they deserve to win. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. yeah. And then apparently... uh, One penalty was uh, uh, disallowed. uh We got the uh, justification of the second penalty. I I agree that that wasn't allowed. It shouldn't have been allowed. But, um, yeah. That's good. Came That's good. Goals. But, uh, you know, it's about time um, some of the decisions went our way. Yes. You know, because. Uh, <laughs> but then again, you know, uh, Mr. Harry Kane, he, he did manage to try and fuck it up. And, <laughs> you know, he, he uh, par- uh, he that par- whole huge goal he's got to aim at and he hit the goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, he passed the goalkeeper. I yeah. agree with it. But, yeah, he, he, he followed up. So. Yeah. So, but. And who else have you got with you? I've got my uh, wonderful wife, uh, Crystal Davis. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Crystal. <laughs> I am not English. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. Right? You've got to have an American here somewhere. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, quite the cast here. Last second, as always, if it's in the house, because we don't do too many things formal. Uh, so, Alexi, let's uh, <clears throat> touch a little bit more on that game. You and I were messaging earlier about the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they were playing with a different ball. For those of you all that don't know, there are different balls that are played with certain competitions. And this one was a select ball. You and I were messaging about that, about how difficult it is to make a bend on that. And you said only Cam Lancaster could. And then, well, there was one other person that made a bend with the free kick that uh, Domgard took. What's it like playing with one of those select balls, and what's it different about it? Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to throw any brands under the bus or anything, but we've been playing with select balls for quite a few years, and – We've seen Cam scoring bangers after bangers each year. So, like, there is nothing wrong with the f- select balls. And you, you can still see today uh, the Danish player scored a banger today on a free kick. So, I, I think uh, it's not about the ball. It's about who kicks it. And you can see players like Cam or, or players in the Euro scoring great goals with it. 
So if it's not a well-struck ball on a, something like a select ball, let's say, and I can only relate to golf terms in my background. I know it's different if I have a flat wrist or if you're rotating through it and you're, you're whipping whatever it is, and there's something similar to that because you're compression, compressing a round object. Right. Yeah. So then spin gets involved and there's all kinds of friction. Yeah, I stuff, mean, so. every, every different ball brands uh, have their characteristics and their features. I remember, uh, I think it was the World Cup 2010. Or there was some controversy yeah. about the balls. I think Wally. Yeah, what, the South Africa yeah. one? Yeah. 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 I, I love that, w- that ball. It was so fun to play oh with. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, the goals <laughs> were amazing. Like, every goals were like the ball going from left to right. And, you know, like, he was a fun World Cup to watch. But at the same time, was it very realistic? Probably not. So, so do you have a favorite ball that you like playing with? Uh, I really but like the Champions League balls. Like those are really nice. And these are Nike. I just wished I could have played the Champions League one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on a minute. How old are you? Like twenty-six. Eighteen and a half. <laughs> I wish <laughs> those you know? days are way past. <laughs> yep, but we're glad you got you here because uh, you know we when we see you coming on the pitch and oh man, Alexi's playing brilliant. Yeah, we got to. So are the Champions League's ball the same? So they are uh, they are Adidas and they've been around they've been around World Cups and Champions Leagues for years and uh, they just the same weight and the same they are the size. same size I think it's the features about the material used around it that, that must yeah. have a different outcome to to every shot I would say yeah because I know there was a quite a like you're saying a bit of controversy um, in the South Africa World Cup mm-hmm. with the Adidas ball the way it was moving through the air. And it was kind of tricking a few of the goalkeepers. Yep. Um, it knuckled. Uh, it would knuckle. It would. It would. Stu- it didn't even look like it was rotating. Yeah, I think Ronaldo yeah. was the only one that could yeah. really strike it really correctly mm-hmm. because he had some really yeah. crazy free kicks that were yep. that yep. were diving just like a knuckleball pitcher in baseball mm-hmm. that you can't really predict it. And we mm-hmm. all think it's funny right now, but none of us are keepers, are we? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a nightmare for them. You can tell it's a nightmare. I mean, I I remember one goalie complained about it. Uh, I cannot remember the country, but I remember seeing com- him complain about it because. It's unfair for the keepers, but as fans, we love goals, so we didn't yeah. care. Yeah, we and I, I think we saw something like that. Um, I can't remember which game it was, but w- um, I'll have to get the uh, the footage out of it. Where um, there was just a, f- a few games ago where uh, the ball seemed to dip as soon as it got to um, Diesel's fingers. It dipped over his fingers and went to the net down at Scouse's house end, um, and it. I've never seen a, a ball well, move there, like that before. There has before. to be some unique stuff. And, uh, you know, Jeff, you, you see it from a unique perspective, but just the open end of the stadium, right, Alexi? The, mm-hmm. You know, you're defending sometimes and sometimes you're attacking. But with our end of the stadium on the waterfront side, we've got a lot of a breeze that's coming through, and it does definitely affect the flight of the mm-hmm. ball, doesn't it? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's like like you said earlier, golf. There is wind involved. There is the pitch involved. Like, there is a lot of stuff involved, in, little details involved. But, yeah, I mean, when you have – players like the strikers we have uh, shooting the ball. I, I don't think those little details matter because they are great strike. They are great players and they can strike strike the ball and put, put it where they want yeah. to put it. Because I know I'm going to give my age away here because uh, when I grew up, we used to have those um, all leather case <laughs> balls with the, the, the stitching <laughs> on the top and um, those things used to get wet and it was like kicking a brick. You know, it, it was. Uh, they were heavy. They were hard. If they got wet, you remember them. You're about as old as me, ain't you? You know the the um, the old leather case balls. You know, do you remember them? Yeah, because yeah, it, it it was literally like kicking a brick. You know, once they got wet. So uh, I used to hate those damn things. 
muddy fields. Yeah. You kick them and they yeah. They, they, they potato move, patches. They move about two feet. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Yeah, that's probably the one. not ideal with the British weather as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff sporting his uh, England kit over there. Right right now, 1998 World Cup kit. Uh, it's the first time I ever went to England. I spent a, my family spent the summer there in Warwick, England. Um, and, uh, it was really bad memories, 1998 with the, that was the Beckham red card. And we spent the whole summer there that, you know, as an American going over there, I had played a lot of soccer, but I didn't understand the sport really. Yeah. I didn't football. I didn't really understand it. Uh, and I went over there, I befriended a bunch of kids in the neighborhood, watched the world cup. Uh, and I root for England almost as much as I root for the United States. I mean, I, I really pull for them. I've been there a bunch of times since. I've got a bunch of friends over there. And I feel like this is eliminating some bad juju by wearing the 98 kit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, 98 was a great yell, wasn't it? No, not no. No one else, <laughs> no one else enjoyed it. Who, who won that tournament? I don't know. I think they vacated that one. I don't think uh, there was yeah. actually a champion. Uh, no, I, I think uh, I think that was a winner there. <laughs> you were young. You yeah, were like three I was, or four. I was three years old, yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't remember. Daddy's dribbling a tennis ball around the couch. But probably, I probably, when I grew up, I probably watched that. Final game probably like five times. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that was a, an incredible French yeah. team. But yeah. I, I'm trying to erase the juju here by wearing this uh, because it has been fascinating to follow from afar. I know for you guys, the, the, the insane stress. I'm on WhatsApp with all my friends all the time. They are just so stressed out all the time, mm-hmm. panicking that somebody is going to screw up at some point. They've been that way for years and they just assume that something bad is going to happen. And I keep trying to tell them, like, have some, have some faith. This team is different. This team is different. And uh, here they are in the finals. So the Chicago Cubs took a lot longer to win a, a title yeah. again. They had the curse of the goat. I grew up in New England. I'm, I, so the Red Sox took 86 years to win the World Series. And my whole family has been worried about the Red Sox for years and years and years, and they broke the curse in 2004, and now look at them. They win all the time. I think that's what is in England's future. I hope with so. All this young, with all this young talent, I mean, they, yeah. they just look fantastic. Yeah. I watched that, most of the game, Scouts, and you watched a part of it. Raheem Sterling was the difference. He's been the difference for England so far. Yeah, his, his pace going down the wing. Yeah, is, Denmark uh, was just wore out yeah. at the end, weren't they? He kept burning yeah. him around the edge, and he could make the corner, and he made the next If I remember rightly today, cut. he missed a few sitters too, right? He missed you know? a really big-time sitter. It's because yeah. it's Raheem Sterling. Yeah. In front of the goal, was, straight yeah. at the keeper. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Come on now. It's, it's Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Come on. It felt like old Raheem Sterling. In that I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just happy for him because the media, the in British media, has been brutal no with doubt. him and yeah, the Liverpool him, like, fans are kind of brutal this, with him too in this tournament it's, <laughs> it's fantastic for him yeah. yeah, I was disappointed actually to see him not get the goal on the first one because it was him that created that goal mm-hmm. right it was all yeah. the pressure when the ball was slid across yeah. uh, who played it across was it Bukayo Saka yeah yeah, Saka. yeah it was a surprise starter too mm-hmm. yeah yeah when he slid the ball across yeah. it was all him I was hoping he would get the goal because of that yeah. even being a Liverpool supporter I'm not an England supporter per se but just for him specifically like what you're saying Alexi you just mm-hmm. you hate the heat that he's taking that's yeah. pretty much unjust yeah. he wouldn't get that much heat if he didn't get that many great positions right mm-hmm. definitely agree with that i think i think he mentally you he gotta be strong and he's definitely showing like how tough and strong he is because a few years back the like he had the whole country on his back like against him yeah and mm-hmm. now like the whole country is rooting for him you know yeah. like that's a quick turnaround and that happens to a lot of players yeah. you see mbappe with france today 
Like and and right now, I'll, I'll yeah. guarantee you, uh, Gareth Southgate's in his hotel room right now, putting his name on the, f- his first name is on the, the, the uh, starting sheet for uh, Sunday. Him and Kane. Oh yeah. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can Harry Kane go again though after another 120 minutes after uh, that? I don't know. I don't know, but maybe, um, maybe, maybe I don't know. I think you can. The issue with the issue I got with. with the issue I got with Kane, as as you saw with the first few games, he doesn't get delivery. He doesn't get the balls passed to him. Um, um, so 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 look at Germany. Everyone was saying Kane off, Kane off, Kane off, and suddenly scored two goals. Yeah. So if you give him delivery, he scores. Yeah. He, he, like tonight, he, he was he was running around like a midfield player. That's mm-hmm. not his. That's not his game. Yeah. Put him in a position, he'll score. I think yeah. it, the the interesting thing about Kane and for the final, Italy's Italy's midfield three has been caught out a few times. Spain's goal uh, in the 80th minute, and you'll appreciate this, as a center back, their midfield three was behind the play, and Morata made that run, and Chiellini freaked out, and he's one of the two center backs. He freaked out and saw the space. And he came up to try to win the ball, and he missed it. And Murata made the run through, and it was a one-two, and he scored. Yeah. And that's where Kane can be dangerous against Italy because Italy is going to try to play forward. They're going to try to counter and all these things. And England can get him to drop deep. He can collect the ball, turn, and play it with Sterling, and then run back through. And Chiellini is prone to try to be more of a stopper. And I think Kane's got. A, I think he has a goal in him on Sunday. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, the one player, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. I can't believe I'm going to say it because he's a mank. He's not Liverpool. <laughs> I think I he's know a what you're talking about. Yeah. Luke Shaw mm-hmm. has done fantastic. Got, I've got to give it great. to the guy. Yes, he's you had know, a great tournament. Harry Maguire. And the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alexi, what do you pick up on when you're watching when you're watching the game, and you know you get watching different players, not for just their club team. Mm-hmm. You see them internationally because they're like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you pick up on that you see that maybe you're I like? Mean, I, for example, today, you know, especially in my position as a center back, you knew England was gonna have the possession, and Denmark was gonna try to play off counters. Just like when you come watch us, and we like some some games we play in the back three, for example. And we have the same way of playing. We have the possessions, and the other team is trying to catch us on counter. It's been it's been like this since I've been here. So, so when I watch those games, I just I just take one of two, for example, the center center back, the left center left side center back, or even the right side center back. Today I was watching Maguire, and I was watching both of their center backs, and I was just taking examples of how they were doing, you know, without the ball and with the ball, you know. Because that's so. Is there is there any centre back um, that's out there that you try and emulate? You say, man, I, I want to be like that guy when I grow up. No, no, it's not like I'm want to be that guy. It's more like taking what they do well, like and taking what they don't do well. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm like so much into the game. I'm like, why don't you do this? But like, yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah. but it's it's great like to have competitions like that like all the time you know like Euros and Champions League and like uh-huh. you see more and more teams playing like such a possession oriented style and like taking examples from from them so so before we go any further for uh, before Sunday's match I want predictions 
because we're going. I'm going to be wow. right here in Molly's at three o'clock. You just jumped a shark right there, man. Yeah. See, I'm going to be right here. So I'm going to have to cut Molly's. this and put it at the end. I'm going to be here because I've already told my my, my boss that. I'm <laughs> oh no. Oh. oh. Yeah. Just make it to yeah, Sunday. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Symptoms. So, yeah. So um, I've already told my boss I'm, I'm going to be right here. So uh, I'm going to go. I think it's going to be a tight game on Sunday. The tightest one of all. It's going to be an incredibly tight game. However, I think um, I think it's going to go 3-2 England. Wow. Okay. High scoring. Lexi. Um, I see both teams score. Both team will score. Um, I can see it going down to overtime. And I hate to say it because I see a lot of red and white jerseys <laughs> here. And yeah. British fans. But I think it Italy has the experience and has, uh, is enough of a team to win it through overtime or through PKs. Hmm. Okay. So, like, I, oh I expect uh, a two. <laughs> I expect a, I expect a t- a 2-1 Italy or, or PK Italy. Okay. All right. Interesting. Jeff. Uh, there was a great uh, line today. I was listening to the TIFO football podcast today talking about these two teams. And there was a line that Italy have been the best team in the tournament. Mm-hmm. England have been the most efficient team in the tournament. And I think the most efficient team wins. I, I think England wins one nothing. I think um, that little pocket of space that Spinazzola operates in out on the left-hand side, he's gone. And uh-huh. Emerson stinks. I, I, don't, I don't like Emerson. I think he sucks. Uh-huh. So I think that is going, England's going to hammer the right side of the field. Emerson's going to get caught out. I think they're going to work a little something here to get that 40-year-old Chiellini out of position. And Ke- Kane, Harry Kane will be the goal scorer. Um, Italy is so, so dangerous on the counter. I mean, they look fantastic. Yeah. They're very scary Rapid. on the counter. Yeah. Um, but Stones and Maguire have been unbelievable. Kyle Walker True. Kyle Walker has been yeah. fantastic. They may Walker play a, really a back three. He, he was the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, they, may, they may play a back three in this, in this final because of Walker's ability to, to sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like England. I think it's going to be a knife's edge. Like you said, I mean, it's going to be stressful. It's going to be very tense. But I, I think England will win with a late winner. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to be an incredibly tight game. But everyone's saying how fast the Italian side is. But you have to remember, the England back four is made up just from two teams, basically, which is Manchester City and Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And they're used to playing in the Premiership, which is at a phenomenal pace. So they're going to come up against it on um, Sunday. And I believe England going to take it. But I think it's going to be like 2-1 to England. I felt sorry for Pickford today because he's a clean sheet un- until that fantastic goal. Yeah. Unbelievable. Fantastic yeah. goal. I, I, I don't you think... You couldn't have done anything else. But, but, but other than that, our back four, our defence has been fantastic. I can't see anyone else beating us. They haven't. Th- their only goal that they've conceded took the only set-piece goal, uh, direct free-kick goal of the entire tournament to beat Jordan Pickford. Their, their defence has been so good... The, and they, that their their one their one mistake that they had was the back pass by Sterling and Thomas Muller bottled his chance. So, like I, Italy has been incredible. They've got a bunch of guys who can score game winners. Chiesa has no fear whatsoever. But I just I, I just don't. I, 
Look how poor they were against Spain. They Sp- haven't played well since Sp- the group stage. Spain were a they good, haven't played Spain well. were a good team. Yeah. However, look how poor they looked against Italy. Yep. I, 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 to be honest, I can see us winning this. Yeah. 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 And I'm hopefully that they, they're going to win this because uh, the England support, we've been uh, there for years the waiting y- on this. <laughs> it's the only time we've ever won it. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> fingers crossed. Cause you, However, cause you, you know that Italy look poor against Spain and fingers crossed. I think, I think we're going to do it. Yeah. I think we're going to do it too. And, um, you know, before we move on from this, you know, I'm going to be here three o'clock at Molly's on um, Sunday afternoon, and <laughs> I know we're going to have this place rocking on Sunday. Well, that's all right. <laughs> I'll reserve it. I'll be here. What's your prediction, what? Kenny? Yeah, Come on, so Kenny. What do you got? I, yeah, yeah. So, one thing that Italy does better, and one thing that England does not do well, Eng- England does not like the pressure of being in a championship game, and. This Italy team has not much to lose. They they were not coming in as a big favorite for this. And I can actually see some of the dark arts of Italy kind of getting in the way of some of the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about with. the dark arts. You know, I'm going to go on a rant in a minute, but go ahead. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going on for a, a probably 2-1 Italy win. Uh, oh, you wash your mouth out with soap. You ask, Alexi, okay. you ask, right? They I don't totally want to agree with you. You know, like this whole tournament, like I don't, the prettiest team haven't been the b- most successful. You see, you look at mm-hmm. Italy, Spain, you know, like Spain had thousand passes and, you know, wasn't enough. Right. And yeah. Like so, d- yeah, so that, that's kind of what I'm seeing is a 2-1. I don't think it'll be a pretty game. I think Italy wants to make it probably pretty ugly. Not a lot of possession, counterattack like what Jeff is. That's what we expect. This, this, so the hard thing I think for most people that do watch, you know, from America, watch international football, especially the Euros, which is a, actually a better competition than the World Cup, is that we're not used to seeing Italy unshackled. We're used to this old Italian mm-hmm. style that's very slow, much slow. Build-up takes forever. It's painful to watch. And this is not the Italy we're used to. They so play like old Spain. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They do. So. That's where I'm feeling. I think that Alexi and I are kind of looking similarly at that. Not to say that we know yeah. because we're not putting all of our money at Ladbrokes, are we? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. We're just kind of looking at it like that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can jump in. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go on my rant right now because, you know, the one thing that England have got to face um, on Sunday is the uh, Italian players going down like they've been shot dark arts you know and they're going to be flopping on the floor like a flounder and then like that what was his name what what was the guy's name that did was it immobile yeah yeah he he, he was flopping down on the on the pitch like he'd been shot and then uh, they scored a goal and he made a miraculous recovery (laughs) you know he must have been doused with um you know holy water from lourdes or something because he got up and started sprinting across the pitch when they scored so you know um it's, it's like those, uh, what's it, Birmingham Legion Actors, Actors Theatre? It's, it's Birmingham Actors yeah. Theatre yeah. FC. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, those wankers. Well, we get, you know, because. Uh, of extra time. Yeah, because I, I can't stand that. No, I hate it. Yeah. What a bunch of wankers. You're dead right. So we've got uh, two of us going to Italy, three going to England. Yeah, we're missing one. Okay, Crystal, come on. What are you saying? <laughs> You'll be sleeping on the couch <laughs> if you don't. Ride home. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the way, especially the way Italy played the last game. Um, they're starting to crumble. And if you look at the 
uh, the build up of the momentum of what England are doing, definitely England win. Okay. Definitely. All right. So it's three to three mm-hmm. to two that uh, England are going to win it. Yeah. All right. Okay. No penalties. No penalties. Ninety minutes. Yep. Nine, uh, no extra time. Oh. Okay, you're going with oh, extra time. Okay. Yeah. I reckon All right. extra time, but it'll be uh, two one. All right. The the one thing that I will say that's a great thing about this tournament is this isn't Greece winning. This these are the two best teams in the tournament from start to finish playing yeah. in the final. And they have been clear in a way the best teams. No sorry, Alexi. No, no, you're you're all right. You know what? You're right. Yeah. They've been fantastic all the way through. Um, there were some great fits and starts from Belgium. France played well at times. Uh, the Germans had the one game against Portugal. They looked unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But these are the two best teams playing in the final. That's what it's supposed to be. I was at a hotel bar in Tampa watching the, 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 the France penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. And I, I joked with friends and said, wouldn't it, be, would it, wouldn't it be great if this egotistical whatever his name is <laughs> missed that penalty? <laughs> and he did. It was like, yes! <laughs> uh, Still hurts. Yeah, see, you, you did it. I know it hurts, don't it? It does. Yeah, when, you, when your country gets knocked out, it, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's had plenty of fun. He's had plenty of fun. Yeah, he's a prat. Yeah. Okay. He might be playing for Liverpool. <laughs> he might I'm, be I'm holding my tongue right now. <laughs> Go ahead. He is, Take he it is in there. Unbel- he is so good. That was definitely some decisions. From No, he, he even himself knows he didn't have a good tournament. He knows it. And he's mature enough uh, at this point to recognize it and... I'm sure he will bounce back from it. That's the mm-hmm. thing. 22. 20, yeah, 22. 22, yeah. He's got a bright future, yeah. So, Alexi, do you think Zinedine will be the next manager? Uh, yes. Like, I was thinking, I was think the French Federation would give Deschamps one more World Cup. He didn't really do that much wrong. No, I mean, like, he didn't do much wrong. I mean, he took Benzema back, and, like, that was great, like, for the team, but also for the fans. Like, we, we've been wanting Benzema back for years, <laughs> and he's got, he, did, he had a great tournament, too. I mean, those two goals in the last game against Switzerland were great, and, yeah, he didn't do wrong. He got unfortunate with those injuries as well in the last game, you know, and bad mistakes in that game, too. There was a lot... He can't do anything about it. When you go up 3-1 against Switzerland in the 85th minute, as a as a coach, you you can't do anything more than that, right? You can't deal with what happened in the last nine. That's out of that's out of yeah. Do you think uh, with uh, this quick turnaround for the World Cup, because that's going to be what 18 months from now? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. Th- is that a better chance for Zinedine to come in to not get bored with a club? I think Deschamps will stay. Okay. I don't. And I don't think he will get fired. I don't think he will get sacked. I think if he li- if he goes, that would be his decision mm-hmm. because he's done well. Like I mean, the team we have, he was just you know he was just bad performance in the last ten minutes of the last game and the overtime. Other than that, you go up three one, you know, and you have Benzema who started like going up, you know, and Mbappe didn't play well. But you look at players like Pogba had a great tournament too, you know. And yep. yeah, it was just unfortunate yep. for him. Selfish 
But Southgate's got, regardless of what happened with the quarterfinals, Southgate's got another four years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No and I think that's a good thing. I, I do. Mean, I do. I, I didn't because like, I, 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 I didn't definitely had my reservations about Southgate when they first appointed him. Yep. But uh, I think he's done an outstanding job, quite honest with you. I do as well. You know, so uh, um, for him to not get another four years would um, would be a travesty, in my, my opinion. No, and, he's got and, a lot of good it, young players yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's growing them. See, but, you know, but, but, the, but one of the things that I've been asking a lot of people, and I think I asked you guys at the, um, at the quarterfinal stage, is um, a few years ago, you know, England were brimming with people like Frank Lampard and John Terry and Steven Gerrard, Wayne Rooney, and they couldn't beat a fucking egg, <laughs> right? Yeah. So now we've got these players that are playing for England right now that some of, some of these guys, people have never even heard of, and we're in a final. You know, what happened there? You know, we had all these prima donnas before that couldn't play together, and all in. of a sudden, yeah, you know, th- now we've got a team... Not a, a not a, a bunch of individuals chasing the ball around the pitch, and that's that's why France was successful in 2018. Was even though they had an incredible eleven and and subs, that everyone knew their role. They could bring in Matuidi and some of these guys, mm-hmm. and they knew exactly what their role was, mm-hmm. and they accepted it, and they liked it, and they relished in it, and they were successful. Uh, and this year, it kind of felt a little bit more like a wobble. I think the Benzema inclusion was a, a little yeah. problematic, but but that's what great teams do. Italy is the same way. Italy has a to- they have not lost in what like thirty matches now. They've been mm-hmm. like unbeaten in this cr- incredible yeah. run, and they've just totally bought into what the national team belief is. And I think that's the big difference. So yeah, I, that, I totally agree. You know, yeah. now they're playing as a team and. Um, They've got one um, person unifying them, which is Gareth Southgate. Um, and I, I think he deserves another four years. So you you read the article about um, uh, Rio Ferdinand saying, um, yeah, we, we were the golden era. He's a plan pot. No, but, but he was saying the fact that the issue was they didn't play as a team. The fact that everyone was off the sidelines calling their agents every two seconds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bingo. Yeah. yeah the, yeah, like I said, just a bunch of prima donnas, yeah, you know. Bingo, yeah. That, yeah. Well, th- this this whole tournament, there's been talks about Kane leaving Spurs. There's been talks about Jaden Sancho siding with Manchester United. I mean, all of these guys. Um, I'm a lead supporter. There's been a lot of talk about Calvin Phillips. Leeds. Um, yeah, for <laughs> Leeds. for twenty for twenty five <laughs> years, I, I've stuck yeah. with him through thick and thin. And there's been conversation. I'm a, po- a Pompey supporter, so there you go. go. Okay, <laughs> but but the same thing. I mean, it, it's just. They have managed to shield themselves from what has been, atte- I don't know if they're attempts or just people reporting news, but attempts to unsettle them a little bit, and they've yeah. managed it perfectly well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there so, you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pleased with the team right now. So hopefully they uh, on Sunday will go and give the eye ties a um, a good spanking. <laughs> so, oh, good luck to you guys. Yeah, definitely. G- if it's up to the food, though, I'm picking Italy. I'm so sorry. So who are you sporting? <laughs> what team? I'm a PSG fan. Okay. Yeah, All right. Up, yeah. Was born there. Grew up. No, but England, Italy. Um, I don't really have a team. I just love watching the games on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't support any team. I just love good football. Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. really have a team. I totally I agree with to that. Like I like watching football. I used to be like, okay, football. if I had to pick in England, I would pick Arsenal because of the amount of French you players. You wash your mouth yeah. out with soap. But, 
Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a prom team or Italian yeah. team. But uh, you no, know, the other thing is too, because if you remember the uh, the England team back in '86 uh, with the hand of God, mm-hmm. um, that the whole team, the England team, was um, based around um, just a couple of clubs, and mm-hmm. the, the primary club back then that was um, one of the teams to beat was actually Everton, and most of the England team was. Um, based around the Everton squad, yeah. and now this England team is based. They've got an awful lot of Man United players. They've got all a lot of Manchester City players, mm-hmm. and they seem to have some kind of chemistry. And you know, I'm thinking they're going to pull this off. Yeah. yeah. And if they don't pull this one, uh, I'm very confident for them in the World Cup. I mean, you look yeah. at the squad. Like, mm-hmm. how many players have been? I think like pretty much the whole squad have been playing. Like, it's Especially yeah. like the front players, mm-hmm. you know, like the rotations yeah. mm-hmm. between all of them. They're the youngest team in the tournament. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're yeah. rotating in guys. Like Phil Foden is 20. Yeah. Jack yeah. Grealish is young. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jaden Sancho. I love of this yeah. team. It's so young yeah. and so diverse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all get moaned about, like, oh, bring Grealish on, bring Foden on, bring this mm-hmm. Sancho on. Mm-hmm. Why well, is not Sancho playing? But we've got such a diverse Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, that's that's a kudos to to Southgate that he has managed continuously managed all of the personnel. Oh. He's stuck with guys through thick and thin. Sterling mm-hmm. coming into the tournament, everyone was saying drop him from the team, and he stuck with him, and he's been their best player so far. Six games in, he's the best player. True, right, yeah. Sterling? And you know, I um, one of the the, um, the players on the team that I've been giving a lot of stick to is um, Pickford in the goal. You know, um, that guy couldn't catch a cold, but you know what? <laughs> Until today, you know. Golden glove. Golden glove, you know, and golden it's confirmed glove. he's got the golden glove regardless of what happens. So I want to ask Alexia a question, speaking right. of Raheem Sterling. As a center back, and, and there's a fair amount of these guys at every level, um, and I know, like, the Rowdies have guys like this. There's usually a couple teams that have players like this. They're, like, the size of Sterling or – or Saka, and they're like, you know, 5'7". They're mm-hmm. small, but they are so fast, and they're very tricky with the ball at their feet. You guys typically do a really good job of kind of letting them, like absorbing it. Tosh, I love watching Tosh mm-hmm. absorb and then win the ball in a safe space. But as a center back, like what is, how do you view those matchups? And, and I'm sure you relish them, the chance to win the ball against these guys who are, yeah. you think they're everything. But what is that like playing against smaller attacking players who are tricky with the ball at their feet and they're quick? Yeah, I mean, we always talk about like awareness first, awareness where they are, awareness of our position, how far of, of distance we give or how close we give or we are. And then once we're in the duel is delay, delay until you can't delay anymore you know like if you can contain and delay and drop until you get into a one a 2v1 position with your teammate that's great you know and then if you if you can't have support from your teammate then it's contain delay until you have to make a play especially yeah. like like m- we would like to make the play outside the box because <laughs> inside Preferably, the box that's yeah. that's uh, that's dangerous. the prime for the for mm-hmm. them yeah. like so so you guys you, you guys have played together now for quite a few seasons so are you guys at the stage right now where um when the other team is attacking you know where sean's going to be mm-hmm. you know where pat is going to be you know where um you know, Oscar's going to be. Yeah. You know, is is that the case with you guys? Just because you play with each other for so long? 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, with Tosh, we've been together four years now. Um, and with other players too, like, we've been around four years mm -hmm. and at training as well, you know, like when you, when you are every day with the same guys and yeah, four yeah. years, you know, there's, there's habits and, you know, all those things are coming into play. So, yeah, now it's just we know we are comfortable with each other. We know, like, where, where the people around will be. But yeah. it's also at the same time keeping the standard high and not get comf comfortable yeah. because you can be in a position, oh, I know my teammate is right here, so I can do half the job because he's going to cover me. But you don't want to be too comfortable and then you get caught yeah. because maybe he's not, you know. So it's, it's all about keeping the standards high, like making the play, making, doing our job and doing half of our brother's job. But at the same time, is knowing where our brother is and see if we can get help from it. No, now, I know you were like a fish out of water there the, a few days ago because uh, you're supposed to be defending, not scoring goals, <laughs> but you went and did it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like? Oh, it, it was great. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, I think my last one was in 2019. I didn't score a goal last yeah. year. And I scored more goals in my first season in 18 mm. than I've scored in the last two years, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it was great to, to get back. So to what, what can you tell us about that? the goal, the way it built up and how you yeah, got on to be on the end of that? it was a set piece. It got cleared out and Onbi did his magic on, this, on the wing. Um, he used the speed with a little bit of help from Tosh with the yeah. pick. And then uh, I was in the back post and I saw everyone crushing that near post. So I was like, if no one touches it, it's definitely coming to me. So yeah. I, was, I just put my body ready to on the back post and yeah. just use inside of the foot. Safe. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So uh, did you, did you uh, get uh, free drinks from the rest of the squad for scoring? Nah, no, nah, I didn't get no, I didn't get anything. <laughs> you know, nah, they bought you dinner for the night or... Uh, <laughs> Well, we had an early flight, I think, in the morning, so <laughs> couldn't have that, that <laughs> oh sort of man. night. <laughs> yeah, because we did it for you, you know, because uh, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, a bit jealous there. <laughs> but uh, we had a few drinks after the game. I mean, it's, it's always important to gather with the boys after games. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's good for chemistry and yeah. all that stuff. So... Um, how much interaction do you have with the uh, racing level? Or do you ever see them during the, your uh, um, your training well sessions? Well, first it was tough because of the pandemic, you know, yeah. like, you know, getting tested every week and all that. So we keep we used to keep the circle small. Yeah. And so now that we moved into the facility, uh, the new training ground, so that's going to help, like, interacting with them a little more, like seeing them at, at lunch, breakfast, gym. Yeah. all that stuff so so yeah moving forward i'm i'm sure there will be more interactions okay all right so you've just hit the nail on the head okay and i know he's down to ask you about these new fabulous training facilities because um, <laughs> before you were at the at the park with a with a park bench and a, a plank and a two bricks holding for your, <laughs> put your gear on so what's it like now in the um in your new digs it's a blessing. I mean, I remember my first child in 18. We used to show up at Slugger, get changed at Slugger, drive to the park, train. After training, you would be all sweaty, so you needed to bring a towel for the car to not get it sweaty and yeah. drive back to Slugger, shower Slugger, and then go home. And now you just show up in the morning, you get breakfast, you get changed, you get your treatment, 
you, you get all your preparation for training and then you just walk outside you train come back you do your thing shower gym whatever you get mm -hmm. your lunch you, you you get your fuel back and like it's it's just amazing how yeah you know how it's uh, it has been growing and, and i i came in 18 you know like i couldn't complain in 18 you know i was a rookie and everything was great for me but yeah. I, I just think about players like now mccabe that, that got that got here in 2015 and definitely didn't yeah. have anything close to that i mean the, the thing that's cool to me is everyone the whole club is there not just you guys not mm -hmm. just the training staff not just the 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 support staff like the pr people are there yep. uh brad estes is there everyone is all under mm -hmm. one roof and it's got to feel like for the first time and i'm sure it's always felt like this on game days mm -hmm. but it does truly have to feel now like okay yeah these are actually this is a whole operation yep. with everyone under one roof oh yeah no it definitely feels more professional and i mean especially for the whole organization like as you said you have one team you have two teams downstairs the men's team the women's team and then you have the whole front office upstairs but you also have the academy on the turfs so it's like it's not only two teams and the front office but it's also the academy so you're talking about probably like a thousand people like in one facility a day you know think like if you count those teams the front office and the whole academy so it's just amazing how this club has grown and it's it's a blessing Field, by the way, I, I don't know if you've have you been to Lynn Family Stadium since you came back from the road trip? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm going to tell you right now. I was there for your uh, for your last road game. We call the games from the stadium in the radio booth. I'm watching mm -hmm. on TV. The field, the pitch looks incredible. It looks like they regrew the grass. It's finally grown in. It looks like yeah. a carpet. And oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it I looks mean, yeah, it's exciting to know. I mean, if you if you ever get to go to to come to our training facility, you're going to see the pitch. Nice. Like, yeah. It's yeah. class. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, we ain't got the invite from Brad Estes yet. <laughs> Do you hear <laughs> this, Brad? <laughs> we ain't got the invite yet, okay? So I'm, I'm expecting my phone to ring pretty soon, okay? I'm sure he's yeah. uh, pretty busy right now with <laughs> yeah. all of the operations. <laughs> I got crushed among my friends because I have been to the facility and we were waiting for racing players to show up to do some filming, and we were having a kickabout, and I tried to volley. Uh, Logan, who is the PR person for mm -hmm. racing, Louisville played in college. She's really good. She crossed the ball to me. I tried to volley in, and I, my foot was extended, and I gave myself a bone bruise trying to score like in front of my – so I've been like hobbling around so for two weeks. So what you're saying is you didn't score. I know I scored. Oh, okay. But it was not it was not pretty and I've just been crushed by everyone that the first time that I'm at this beautiful new facility playing on these beautiful fields and I hurt myself. Yeah, you're going off on crutches. Yeah. Okay. This is 35. This is what it looks yeah. like when you're 35. See, that, that's why I quit playing cuz I you know, I don't heal that well anymore. Yeah, it's you bad. Know, so. It takes 2 weeks longer than it should normally. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's yeah. not good. So Did you have something that you want to say? No. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's downhill yeah. from here. I'm, I'm you're going up there in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it like now? Because I know um, a lot of the supporters have been complaining about uh, you know they get a suntan before the, um, the the game even kicks off. So when you guys get down there on the pitch, okay, and it's blazing outside, it's 90 degrees down at pitch level. What's it like out there when you you get you're running for 90 minutes? And 
you guys are gonna be tired, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you we, that's what we do on the daily at 9 a.m. It's already, you know, the weather, like the heat is already up there, and you know, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very hot and humid environment, and as you guys know in Louisville, but at the same time, we have a, we have a team of possession, and we like to dominate teams. So, as much as it sucks to be in the heat and like of a, and the struggle. At the same time, it's a great opportunity to have the other team running after the ball, yeah. trying to chase and win the ball yeah. while we are like possessing it and dominating the game. So yeah. it's it has a lot of cons because it's hot, it's humid, and it ta- like it involves us even more in the preparation in terms of hydration and nutrition during the week yeah. to be prepared for that for the game. But at the same time, it has a lot of pros because we 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 know we're gonna have the possession and we know we're gonna dominate the team you're gonna make them run for the ball basically so we're gonna have the ball and we're gonna make the team chase in 90 degrees weather yeah yeah so alexi playing now that you know we've had lynn there for uh, a little while now that you've been able to play here again without you know the covid restrictions getting the fans back in what's it like going to other stadiums and and not having quite the support and i'm not trying to toot our own horn but there's also pressure with that right Mm-hmm. Because there are more people wanting you to perform well, uh, it's a good kind of pressure, I assume. But yeah, wha- yeah. what's the kind of difference? Either sight lines are different. You're seeing more people. It's louder. You know, what are kind of the things that you guys have to deal with on the pitch? Yeah, I mean, as you can see at Kansas, we didn't have fans. You know, I mean, there was probably like 50 people in the stands, and half was Carl's family and half was Paolo's family. So th- they were the only fans at the stadium. And that's a, Kansas City has a beautiful stadium. And, like, you know, it's a different environment. Like, when you're at home, you know, you have that motivation from the fans, you know, from the Coopers, from the Scouts, from the whole stadium, from, from all sides of the stadium. So it's definitely a plus to have the fans back, and it's so exciting. Like, we've been waiting for that moment for years now. It and it's funny happened. It's, it's got to be somewhat kind of like, you know, like when you're in a crowded room and you go to say something really loud because somebody's sitting next to you and they can barely hear you and then everybody goes silent. And all of a sudden you're yelling. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a little bit like being on the road when you don't have 10,000, 12,000 fans in there. You know, when Germany was the first in the Bundesliga, it was the first one to start back after COVID. And you remember when they had it on TV? That's correct. And then they had to realize, oh, we have to pump in our own type of sounds because we're hearing all the F-bombs. We're hearing yeah. everything else because there's nobody there to hear it. Some of the dynamics, are you like telling other players on your team where to where to pass the ball yeah. to and what you're thinking you probably have to play it a little bit differently home yeah away, especially like in terms of awareness you know like it, it, it involves checking your shoulders even more because you can hear the people that is 20 yards away from you so that's it's so, just so when, when scouser's house is screaming at their goalkeeper and you're trying to to communicate to, to try and get that ball in the back and that so does that hinder you when we're doing that? Uh, we're trying to make their goalkeeper deaf. If you're trying to help us, there is no harm. There is no harm. You can do do your thing. Keep doing your thing. I, yeah. I think it's working well. We've been scoring a few yeah. goals lately. We've been clapped. End. We've been clapped off at half, and we've been flipped off yeah. at half. It kind of depends on which keeper that we're. You know, I'm going to give kudos now to um, the goalkeeper that was down our end from Portland. 
this uh, last she Friday. She was a good sport. You get into her She head, was a really good. Yeah, get, she. she uh, what was her name? Uh, Bethany Bixby, I think it was. I just kept I think her. it was her yeah. first start, wasn't it, for them? It yeah, and, and, and Scouse's house, we, we were giving her what for. <laughs> and she took it on the chin and she gave it right back to us. And it was brilliant. And, you know, and um, I've got to, I just got to give her kudos because, uh, yeah. you know, she was brilliant. She actually, I think, sent a shout, shout out to us as well, like on the the interview afterwards about the support that there was there at racing. That's yeah. good. So, uh, Sam Ewis said um, like a couple days later how incredible Louisville was. Yeah. He was yeah. commending the fans and said it was an awesome experience. Highest attendance so, in the NWSL. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. And, it, and like for you guys, like it's got to kind of feel kind of fun. Like uh, what I've been telling people is this is what Louisville City has been experiencing for years now, and it's cool to see it for the women's team too. And – uh, this truly has become a soccer city. It's a people love going to these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I got here, it, it was a big family. You know, it only involved a small part of the community, but now it's it's the whole city involved. Yeah. In it. Like you, mm-hmm. you drive, you drive home tonight, and you're probably gonna have see a, like a local city sticker on the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. one with, there was one with four stickers magnet. next yeah. to me earlier. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't, it was like, bigger so than the car. There is like, and then you go to the grocery store, you're gonna probably f- see a fan or like mm-hmm. something, yeah. someone wearing a Lucidity gear, you know, like. Yeah. It's everywhere now, and it's, it's, it's amazing. So, um, but you just don't do the, um, the professional football bit, do you? You, you kind of, you go to training, you play a game, you travel, you come back, but you just don't finish training. You go on and you, 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 you train other kids at the academy or at You're doing private uh, lessons? Yeah, private, private lessons, yeah. 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 So uh, what's that like for you? Because I know by the end of the day, you're like, oh, man, I'm tired. I want to yeah, go yeah, home, go yeah it, it takes more into recovery and all that. Just Yeah, yeah the, main, the main point is being smart about it. Yeah, because I don't want it to take over, like playing and yeah. being healthy and being uh, playing at my best. So yeah. it's it's all about being smart, especially in the summer, yeah. the summer time. It's just about being smart. So since you've been here, have you noticed that more and more kids are coming to get trained, or uh, it's about the same, or you know, oh what, yeah. what's it like? You know, trying to bring all these kids. Yeah, up? I've seen a lot of like parents like asking like for their kids to change sport like they were <laughs> playing like i don't know baseball yeah. football basketball and now they're like oh like I, I brought my kid to the game and he loved it he wants to learn you know yeah and like that would not happen before like even before the club was built like that would never happen a kid like switching sport from yeah. watching you know and now like love like global city gives that platform and now you know it involves more people yeah, it's, uh, That's it's awesome. a domino effect. Yeah. yeah. What's the youngest age you work with? Uh, five year old. Okay. Very good player. So, so when I start a games. family, I'm sending him to Alexi. Okay. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna start this thing. Wow. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know you you kind of spy eye into the uh, the academy. Um, what kind of uh, upcoming players we got in the academy that, that we can look forward to oh you've got a lot you every week we there are like five six <laughs> players coming to train with us they've got a bright future like it's just amazing to see a club like this giving the opportunity for these players mm-hmm. you don't see that in many places they you don't see that in many places in the usl no you don't uh, so like it's it's just amazing yeah 
and yeah. like I'm I'm excited to see uh, Elijah back healthy and Josh back healthy yeah. as well. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be great for us this year, and they're gonna con- contribute yeah. for sure. So um, it, is Oscar far from being back with us? Yeah, yeah, I would say probably a month. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know much. I'm not a doctor. Uh, yeah. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You said he was a doctor. Are you just playing <laughs> yeah. one on TV? <laughs> I wish I wish uh, I wish I had. I the thought doctor it was awesome maybe, translation no. to French or something. I mean, I don't know much French. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but he's a he's a very smart guy. He does. I can tell you, he does everything to get back to playing. Like, he, yeah, he works out and he's making sacrifices to be back at ASAP. Okay, so I've got to ask you. Going back to my my biggest rant. And that was aimed at an Italian guy that flopped around on the pitch. <laughs> what kind of, what does it do to you guys on the pitch? And you're playing against, um, what are they called, Birmingham Actors, Actors Theatre, Theatre FC. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys are flopping on the pitch and you're standing there. And, you know, you can hear scouts from, um, from the stands going, you know, get up your big girl's freaking blouse, you know, and... Um, What's it like for you guys? Because it, it's got to be infuriating for you guys that uh, you're trying to get on with the game and this guy's flopping on the floor. It's just soft. Like, when I see that, it's just soft. Like, it, like if a whole team does that, it just doesn't look like a team that is going to win the title. Like, that's, it looks like uh, some average team right in there. the league. And, like, when yeah. I see the whole team doing that, I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish this year? Are you, like... You can't play the game of the referee. Like yeah. you gotta play the game like with by playing football. And yeah. if you don't play football, and if you try to nick a tie or nick a lucky win off of flopping, then uh, in the long term, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out for you, yeah. buddy. Yeah, I, I personally think that the flopping on the floor because they're no bloody good. That's yeah. why they're playing for uh, Birmingham Actors Theatre. Actors Theatre FC. Well, the good thing is, what well, the good and the bad thing. The bad thing is we don't have VAR, so yeah. sometimes referees don't see it, and you know they judge off of half a play or if the lines, if the linesman probably saw it. Like it's hard for those referees without goal yeah. technology and without VAR. It's very hard for them. But if you look at the biggest, like the bigger leagues now, VAR is not helping either. Like you see, yeah. like fouls being called where a few years ago they will never be called. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't remember. It was, uh, I cannot remember. It was like, a f- I s- it w- there was one game in the Euro, free kick, wide free kick. The guy ran in the box and the defender blocks him with his forearm. Yeah. That's, that will, that, that will never be a foul without VR. Yeah. yeah. That's just stuff that happens in the box every day, right? Yeah. It it's happens part of the game. all the time. It's part of the game. Right. Yeah. Sure, yeah. you're going to extend your arm a little bit, right? Yeah. You're going to, I mean, ex- you got to try and protect yourself, you, you right? You got to block. Yeah. You got to try to make a block and play the, like, as long as you play the ball, like, and yeah, the, yeah, unfortunately, this VR is, I feel like it's changing the game and making it yeah. a little softer. And, and you know, for me, it, it, it's not always for the better. Um, but are you in favor of VAR or not in favor? Um, depend the play. It's de- it depends on the play. I don't like the VR when it's a matter of one or two inches. When they, ki- gi- when they go like three different angles to get the red and the blue yeah. line together. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not a big fan of that. But there are some fouls that need to be called and VR yeah. is helping. You know, yeah. like it has a lot of pros and cons. You know, and I've said it before, you know, if, if the linesman on the pitch 
doesn't have those clinical lines, then the guy in the VAR box shouldn't have them either. Mm-hmm. See, I was a uh, I was a big advocate for no VAR, but um, but the, I I personally think this Euros, the uh, the the refereeing and the VAR has been fantastic. Yeah, it's been spot yeah, on. Yeah, they've been good in this the, year. Uh, I agree. The refereeing's been a kind of bit um, um, susceptible, was to questionable. Um, but I actually think when they go to VAR, they do it really well. Premiership sucks. Awful, yeah, yeah, awful. But, yeah, yeah. but I, I personally think that the, 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 the refereeing and the, the VAR for this tournament has been fantastic. The continent has done much better with, with VAR than Agreed. England has. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, no, like Bundesliga and money, Euros and yeah. some of these other leagues have done really well with it. But the Premier League is... Now, disaster. I did watch that. Have you ever wa- seen on, I think it's on HBO. It's either that or Amazon. It's called Man in the Middle. Have you ever watched that? Mm-hmm. No. You've got to watch it because it actually follows the UEFA um, referees mm-hmm. through the Champions League. And if you've not watched it, you've got to watch it because, uh, excuse me, it, it kind of um, it opens your eyes up to what these guys go through on the pitch every day. Oh, I can't. Uh, but... I've got to recommend that for you. If you've, you've never watched it, it's called Man in the Middle. And there's only like four one-hour shows on it. But it just follows the, the UEFA referees on their prep for the Champions League. And um, I think they do a, a fabulous yeah. job where the I Premiership f- doesn't. Yeah, I know for a fact I can. I don't think I can be a referee because I see what they go through every game. and Yeah. It's such a tough job. Like mentally, it's a lot to accept. Yeah. Like to accept insults, to accept now, screaming. Paolo, Paolo, like is is <laughs> crazy with the ref. He's always up in the ref. No, I think there's one guy worse than that. Opener? No, Nile. Oh, Nile. Oh, Nile. Yeah. Oh man, you, you got get a that few Irishman guys who going talk at you. To the referee, and, yeah. and that's okay. That's okay. But it is. Yeah. It's intense. It's so, intense. So Jeff, you you sit up in the box, and you have to have like the very political view of everything that's happening. They don't have to on the pitch, and mm-hmm. we're worse because we can't get a yellow card or yeah. a red card on our Do you ever hear us singing referees and wanker? And we're barking at Do you ever hear us singing that? No. Yeah. That's pretty uh, good. You, you, you've got you to hear it because, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're screaming. Yeah. We've got to scream it louder next time. The referee's a wanker. It, it, you know. <laughs> but, Jeff, so when you're watching something that is, is blatant, look, you can see it from different angles than what they can mm-hmm. see it on the pitch and what we can see it a lot of times. And they're trying to look for 11 people just like Alexi saying, I don't want that job. I'll mm-hmm. never do that job. How do you hold your tongue up there in the booth and try to say something positive or just something neutral when you see that and you know it's just that blatant? Without we don't, we don't hold our tongue. We try to be honest about what's going on. Is uh, there a line? I know. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't say somebody's Referees a wanker, wanker. On, on a live broadcast. Um, you guys have had Casey on. She knows the game Absolutely. really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played at UofL. She's our color analyst. Okay. Uh, she knows what she's talking about. And we will say, I don't know about that. And we do it for both teams. Even Louisville City will say, I don't know if that was a, if that was a foul on you know Indy 11 or whatever team it is. I don't know if that, I don't know about that call. Because we have the benefit in our broadcast booth so we see the game in front of us, but we have the the broadcast up ahead. So they play the replay. The replay yeah. And Casey will typically be the one who watches it because I have to make sure when the restart happens, I'm still calling the play-by-play. And she'll sometimes say, I don't know about that. That's They got the ball, but they kind of left a little something in the tackle there. I don't know about that. You know, she'll She'll be honest about it. So that's where – and it's one of those things. It's the same thing like Scouse was saying. 
it's hard because in baseball with the umpire, they're seeing a live play. The linesman, they're seeing a live play. Um, and if you put yourself in their shoes, I mean, it is very difficult to see it like bang, bang. I mean, you've got athletes like this clattering into other athletes like this. And it, I mean, that's fast. It's hard to it's hard to make those decisions. And then we have the benefit of the replay. So it should help. Um, and we try to be honest about when it doesn't help as in addition to when it's helpful. So to that point, so let's just you went on the baseball reference there for a second. So we know if somebody's if, if, if an ump is calling high strikes or they're mm-hmm. calling something down low in the zone whether you know baseball or not it doesn't matter and i know scouts is still trying to figure out baseball but <laughs> that's it, okay it, it, that's okay so but, so am i <laughs> right, right, right. it's not cricket so i know it's different i say right. it simply isn't cricket <laughs> but alexi to you on this so when you're seeing a referee and their tendencies that are happening how do you adapt your game? You know, what they're letting you be a little bit more chippy with the game, especially being a center back and you've got a quick guy. You know, how do you adapt your game uh, based on what the, the, the referee is doing? Because you I hope they just want to be consistent, I assume. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like the coaching staff knows who is going to ref on the weekend. So on the game day, I remember there was one game uh, this year. And, like, I remember Danny mentioning, okay, watch out, guys. This guy gave this amount of yellows in – this l- small amount of games so then you know it's trigger happy yeah you, you take that into consideration you know and but at the same time like i've i remember i think my first two games i got two yellows and i i think my first game i got a yellow early in the first half so that I had to change my whole game you know is i had to be more conservative about a foul i could have made if i was not on the yellow you know what i mean so yeah um but yeah, I think I remember that poison dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> <He> probably do. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I I hope I hope uh, one day the USL will get more support, like with something as simple as goal technology, for example. I think West deserved the goal. Um, yes. What game was it? Tulsa. In, Tulsa. Yep. Yeah. Would have put the game away. Yeah, it would have put the game away. It would have changed the whole game. So I think uh, US, like I hope the USL first start with goal technology and then probably potentially a VR in the future. Yeah. Well, yeah. what you really need is to have Tulsa's fireworks display <laughs> for every goal line in the entire league. So if the ball crosses the line, the fireworks will go off. It doesn't matter which team it is. It's like the assumptive close. You just yeah, assume that it, it was just a goal scored. Yeah, those like fireworks we were going off before the ball. Like yeah. the ball had even hit the back of the net they were going <laughs> off. It's a strong play for the home field advantage. It is. I like that. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. See, so they've got to make a, m- a machine to do that. But we got the Coopers yeah. on one end and we got Scouser's house on the other. So <laughs> that's all we need. We just need you ready. Yeah, yeah. just on the fire off yeah. something into the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if it doesn't go our way, either the referee's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> or the referee's a wanker. Or the referee's a wanker. So we've got about 10 to 15 minutes left in this one. We've been going for about an hour. Um, Jeff, you're on the call all the time. You're doing all these different things, but you don't get to sit down like in this open format. And Soccer City Radio, you got to We, you and I have talked about this before. It's tough. It's yeah. a very time. Lance yeah. and I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Casey and I've talked about mm-hmm. this before. You've got a very quick set of stuff that you're trying to accomplish. What is coming up on Soccer City Radio? Uh, you know, it's moved to Thursday. Do you like that? Because you came on a Thursday broadcast. Mm-hmm. Versus a Saturday, what are the goods, the bads, what are you seeing? Well, we don't get the game day vibe. Uh, you certainly wake up on Saturday or whatever day it is, usually Saturdays, uh, and feel like today is game day. Um, but I like 
pulling it out to Thursday because we've been able to have guests on and hopefully we'll get Alexi on at some point here in the season um, where we can talk to players who are coming off of training or whatever it is and they're just chatting with with us for 15 minutes um, but it's been fun I mean I, I enjoy it uh, I'm a journalist first so I, I enjoy interviews I love hearing people's experiences we've got people from France from Japan from you know South Carolina from all over the place uh, playing football here in, in in Louisville and it's fun to talk to them about that so um, we've enjoyed it so far. Uh, it's a work in progress, like every show is. I'm sure you guys feel you're like every, you're job. always in a work well, in progress. I appreciate it. Fantastic job. Um, a lot of but energy. It's, it's fun. I, I have started to make like my pet issue is Jogo getting fouled all the time. It pisses me off. I love it. Got to piss you guys off. Like it does, it does. he's so yeah. he's so shifty. He's so good, and it's like. These guys are just clattering into him because they're frustrated. It's like, can yeah. you please not do that? Like, this guy is worth probably. Even with the goal the other night. Right? Yeah. The goal, I mean, yeah. there was that whole situation right there. Yeah. Lexi, what was going on back there on that? I, I don't even know, uh, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. I think he was trying to jump over the goalkeeper just yeah, because they were about like, to run into each well, other. Well, he was just landing. Like, he was after yeah. the pass. Like, I think that was like some. He was just trying to land his feet, and the keeper had to be. On it, but he wasn't trying to help the keeper. Yeah, no question. Yeah, he was just trying to avoid him. And yeah, when you play with a guy like him and you're training with him, a guy who grew up in France who knows French football knows what it's like over there. Do you see like this guy is going to play for Porto or Man City or or Dortmund or one of these? Like, do you see that when you're watching him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't need to be involved in in the team to know that he has a bright future. <laughs> so you know? good. Like, as a fan, even as a fan, you can mm -hmm. tell, you mm -hmm. know, because of his age and his talent, and, you know, he's got he's got a bright future, and he's not like this prime runner. He's going to keep getting better and better. Mm -hmm. So that's the good thing about him, you know, and, yeah, it's gonna he's going to have an exciting f future in a few years, yeah. Who is the mouthiest guy that we don't know about? So we know Niles Mouthy. Yep. Right? Yeah, he gives the, the referee a hard time every game. Yeah, you know, from, from the training pitch to the WhatsApp groups to everything else, who are some of the mouthiest that we know about? I don't know. It's a tricky question. Uh -oh. I think you see them all on the pitch. Like, <laughs> So they're the same behind closed doors as they are in front of everybody? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's got to be Opino, Ownby. Those guys shout at the referee a lot. Yeah, yeah. And almost, get, and almost yeah. get in fights a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree I with like that. that. Yeah. I like Yeah, it's great. It's, it's very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they're doing a great job because it's not taking their game away, you know. Oh, like, of course not. They yeah. do their part like they yell for a couple seconds and then mm -hmm. right back in the game. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Yeah. You know, you, you, there are some players, you know, in the game that are like – that gets out of the game because of the mm -hmm. referee decision, and they don't. So as long as it's just a couple seconds and they move on, it's great. You know, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So when you're talking to your family back home that have never been over to Louisville, right? No. And we, we, we have a Florida lease. So I mean, we're trying our best. What What are some of the things that you tell them about Louisville that they could never imagine? One, we don't say Louis. I was well, I was trying. I to, do. I said I Louisville. I was trying to get them here last year for the derby. Uh, COVID happened and, you know, couldn't make it. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can make it soon. I mean, there's, like, there's so much to do here. I mean, the more I, like, I've been, it's my fourth year here. And right. the more I live, the more I meet people, the more I, 
see events going on around the city. So it's a, it's a you know it's the it's a good mix of a town and a city. You know, it's not too big, not too small, and yeah, it, it has a lot of potential for you know for them to to come and have fun. You know, how often are you able to get back home? Uh, every off season in the winter. Yeah. yeah. I go, yeah. I right. try to stay at So you're not going to be on. here on uh, Boxing Day watching uh, Liverpool play on Boxing Day Radio? Oh, you're not hopefully gonna be uh, I, I'm at Enfield. <laughs> oh, okay. <All> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That's one of my goals. Uh, one, one day make, uh, make the Boxing Day, yeah. Yeah. It's not too far away from me. I'm, like if I take the tunnel, um, the English tunnel, I'm only yeah. four-hour drive from London. Yeah. So it's not too far from me. Yeah, I'm probably uh, now trained from it. Yeah. yeah. So um, well, one of the things you, you got to get used to this season is you know it's not like you're just going to Indianapolis or you, you're just going down to to Nashville. Now you, now you got to go halfway across the country just to play a game. <laughs> you know. So uh, how's that affecting you? It's crazy. At first, I was exciting. I was excited to fly so much. You know. I was yeah. Like, yeah. But. Yeah, now it's a, it's a lot, you know, like we're going to fly to Tulsa this weekend, fly back, then game on Wednesday, then game on, I, I think Saturday, next Saturday we play away, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a lot of traveling, just that, as I said earlier, being smart about hydration, nutrition, and yeah. you know, you can't be messing around and doing yeah. stupid stuff around the city when you're well, that my busy. I'll tell you now, I'll, I'll let you into a secret. My uh, first year over here was uh, 1988. Mm-hmm. And I left uh, London Heathrow Airport, and it was 52 degrees, and it <laughs> was raining. You know, go figure. Every day. <laughs> so I landed here in um, Indianapolis, Yeah. and it was 102 degrees outside. <laughs> and I'm, I'm wearing, a fric- I've, got, I've got my freaking overcoat on, I've got a pair of boots on, a pair of jeans, I've got my... My vest on, my shirt on. I got my pullover on, and they get off the plane, and it, it's it's sweltering. Next day, hospital, you know, <laughs> and uh, two days after that, back in the hospital, and the doctor goes, "Which part of drink don't you understand? <laughs> 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 You've got a drink, <laughs> you know." So that was a big, big eye opener for me when I first came over to the United States. Was the uh, the heat and humidity and you know, I ended up having to to walk around with two cans of canteens full of water everywhere I went, and uh, you know, you're right. You know, hydration is uh, is number one. You, you know, you you can't mess around with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Jeff, over to you. Parting shot. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Um, it's been fun so far. Uh, it's been fun. Watching both teams this year, I've been to pretty much every match, and uh, it's fun watching the team shape shift a little bit. I'm fascinated when you guys play the same teams three or four times and how things are shifting a little bit. The the ideas are still relatively the same, but maybe the setup is a little different. Um, So it's just been interesting. It's interesting watching Danny Cruz work uh, maybe a little different uh, than John Hackworth. and uh, watching some of these players progress, you mentioned we talked about Jogo earlier. Uh, my parting shot, I guess, is watching this kid evolve from mm-hmm. a from a guy who felt like 
He was a magnet for getting just dropped to the pitch every game, all the time, just getting crushed by people. Now he bounces back up. Before it was, you probably noticed this, before he would stay on the ground. Now he gets up again very quickly, and uh, it's just fun to watch players like that develop, and that's something that Louisville City does really well is keeps people in the system. Alexi's been here for a few years. Tosh has been here. All these guys have been here and I enjoy that the most probably is watching players progress through their through their careers and and, and um, learn a little bit about them as they go. So uh, that's my parting shot. It's been really fun watching them and racing too, kind of learn a little bit about them as players. Lexi, so the parting shot I'm going to put on you is a little bit different just because you've been able to watch racing. We don't want to talk about the job you do all day every day. I don't want to talk about the job I do all every day. I'm sitting on my laptop watching emails coming. I don't even want to look at them. Right. So as a parting shot for you, tell me about some of the things that you've picked up from racing that you may have expected with the women's game, may not, and how they're playing. Oh, I mean, it's just amazing to have, you know, the top women's league in the, U in the U.S. in Louisville, you know. And the last, g the last time I watched a women's game was in college with, our, like, the women's team on at my school. So it's just amazing to to see those top players being here and fighting as an expansion team, fighting every every game like it's the last one, you know. And it's also fun to see visiting team where there are l a lot of national team players and like talented players. I remember uh, like the, the I think the first game I went to watch was the Orlando team and watching Marta play, like that's, that's amazing. Who would have thought a few years ago seeing Marta in Louisville, you know? And Scores for Brazil there's ever. There's gonna be more and more players like her coming to town. So it's, yeah, it's just great for the city and I'm, I'm very happy for the organization. They are doing a, an amazing job, fantastic, like fantastic job for them to build, you know, a great men's team. Uh, it's going to be an amazing women's team and, you know, following with the academy and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Daniel, you got any parting shots for us? And, uh, you know, we're going to see you in here on uh, Sunday, right? Three o'clock. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is there a game on Sunday? What's the game on Sunday? I think so. What game is it? Um... Not quite sure, but yeah, I'll be here Sunday anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be here supporting England no matter what. Um, beat the uh, Italians, you know, right here at Mali. So uh, hopefully we're going to see both. So what do you think the, yeah. uh, the score will be? Oh, I'm still thinking 2-1 to England. Mm. Uh, and it's not going to extra time. I think England are going to do it in the um, regulation. I'm going to put a bet on that. All right. Okay. Yep. Wow. All right. Okay. And to be honest, thank you for everyone that I've met tonight. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Thank you. So um, one of the other things that um, I need to bring up is that um, Scouser's House is uh, taking the lead with um, Racing Louisville and um, with Louisville City, um, and we're gonna we're trying to create a um, a kids club um, at uh, at the two teams. And I need your help if you are interested in bringing your child down um, to join the kids club and stand with Scouser's House or anywhere in the stadium. Um, I need to hear from you because um, the only thing that's going to uh, make this happen is um, getting some feedback from people out there about the kids club. Um, so please come and talk to me at any one of the games. And if you come up to Scouse. Um, at, the st at the stadium and tell me that you want to be part of the kids club 
Um, I'll give you one of our new bumper stickers. Um, They're great-looking bumper stickers. Yeah. Fantastic bumper Lexi, stickers. Lexi, you got one going in your car? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. And um, the one thing that Scouser's House stands for is the diversity um, and all of the international uh, people that uh, form Scouser's House. And um, I'm proud to say that uh, we do not um, tolerate any hatred in the house. And um, everybody is welcome. And I, I don't care where you're from. I don't care what your, what your politics are. I don't care what religion you are. Just come to the house and enjoy a football game because that's what we're about. We're there to watch a football game and support Louisville City and race in Louisville. So please come and see me in Scouser's house and tell me that you want to be part of the kids club. Lexi, one last thing. Seeing the flags flying, you're in a different country. I mean, I can imagine if I was in France and I saw an American flag flying, it at least has to have some sort of uh, resonation about the support that you're getting from we're all just one team here. Yeah, no, I remember my first time seeing it at Slugger when I first got here. I was just so grateful, you know, like, and as I said before, like, it just feels like a big family, like, being here for four years, you know, like, there is, n there has never been a fan that has not smiled when seeing me. So, like, just, like, a smile brings so much into a, a hum like, a person, you know, and it's always great, like, tonight just chatting with you guys and having a good time together, like, off like off the field of the stadium you know like just being like normal human beings and that loves the same the same sport so yeah, thank you guys for having me tonight and thank you no, for thank your you support. for your time and um, i know you're a very busy guy and um i look forward to seeing you out in the pitch a couple of weeks ago you went on the pitch and go man where's alexi gone you know and um but i appreciate every time you take the pitch and um brilliant goal loved it man Thank you, boss. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> so four years here. We hope to see you for a lot more years here in Louisville, uh, unless there's something other bigger calling for you. So everybody, thanks for joining tonight. Thanks for putting up with us. Uh, and we <laughs> introduced two guys today to the um, the English delicacy, which is um, chips and curry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a good it's night. Pretty, pretty darn good, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Until we see you next time. Good night. Thank you very much. And see you here at Molly's on uh, Sunday, 3 o'clock, to watch England, Italy. <laughs>